<laughs> this episode is going to be recording. <laughs> we're recording. <laughs> this is um, Ardo, my friend of three years ago. We met while we're dancing in the car at the same time three years ago, briefly for probably about a minute and a half total, and then. I got your Instagram. We said two messages. Then three years later, just now, three you're years, like, you're like, "Hey, um, what's up? I'm looking to do some music, and um, you reached out because I produce some music, and and then and then I was like, "Hey, man, let's do a podcast because this is a pretty funny situation." It is. It was the most random night like I've had in a while. <laughs> so it's what it's like, we're driving down at like a main street in Melbourne. Yeah, I was in my car, just, on Sydney Road, getting close to close to the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the video. Um. I play. I'll, I'll show you the video now. This is. Um, I'll put it, put it up here so you can hear the audio. And then you just drive off. <laughs> I forgot the rest of the words to the show. Just just improing. And your your friend was driving, and then I was in my car. Yeah. I can't remember what I was listening to, but then. Like we we pulled up, I was dancing, you were dancing, and we saw each other both dancing to our music. Yeah. Just started bugging out over, hey, how good is life? <laughs> I don't even know if I was coming back from clubbing or something, or I just had a good night. And I was like, yeah, the night ended fun. Oh, a cool guy is dancing as well. Hey, buddy, dance with me. Just, you hit it off, man. <laughs> so funny. And then I think we got like two like. At the first, it was like, see you later. And then we put up at the next lights and saw each other again. And then I think the third lights is when I was like, hey, man, we've got to get your details. Yeah. This is truly bizarre now. I think we like stopped at the, se- the, the second light and we were just like, oh, he's still there. Then, oh, I'll never see him again. Third light, just like, you know, fuck it. Let's connect, you know. Let's make this I'll connect again, again one day. Yeah, second light is a momentary sadness. Yeah. Thinking, oh, man, I don't want to leave this guy. You don't want to look first. You're just like... And then, yeah, and then it was, and then it was like, uh, man, I hope this. If this next like pulls up, we got to exchange these. We got to, and we did, and now we're here. Isn't and it um, weird, man? I just thought it's a beautiful, beautiful situation of absolutely, pretty much known nearly nothing about one another. Absolutely, and yet we completely connected on a, on such a fun, free, yeah. liberated level, absolutely. just in the car between cars. I love it too, and I'm I'm so far from home being here. Like I don't know if the people listening can tell by the accent. But yeah, you're not from around here. Boy. Not from around here, mate. <laughs> but uh, just bumping into people like this is just awesome all the time. You know, just good vibes all around the world. Isn't no it good? Where you're from? Just I love it. Be nice and dance and shit. <laughs> So you're from America? Oh uh, yeah, 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 from Maryland. Shout out Maryland. Whereabouts where is that? Uh, so it's I call it the side boob of America. We're on the East Coast, three hours down from New York. So sexy, but doesn't like just doesn't lead anyone on too much. Oh yeah, um, yeah. like it, the side boob. It's uh, Silver Spring. It's a nice area. It's yeah. not too great of a place. Like you wouldn't go there if you're going to visit the place for like one week or so but it's a nice place if you right. have relatives there they'll show you around yeah 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 yeah. shout out dmv that's what we call my area dc maryland virginia <laughs> shout outs i love shout outs man i know right sometimes we get calls and i work at a radio station we get, get calls people just want to do shout outs and it's like this, this only serves one other person in the, in the entire population <laughs> in the entire, absolutely <laughs> but um so I, don't, I think we vote against putting that to air um but that's funny um, so I'm going to edit out all those shows. No, 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, so tell tell me about your life, man. Give me some. You, you, we just chatted briefly before this, and you're like, we've barely talked since that moment. So we've probably spent a total of like 15 minutes in each other's presence. Yeah. And that in itself, I think, 
like obviously you're such an open spirit you're so approachable so warm love and fun Thanks, so, so it, was, it, it was it was effortless and it was easy mm. but i kind of like i don't know i just like uh, exercising the paradigm of like we're essentially strangers i, I believe everyone's my friend in the world but, but That's we're essentially we don't know anything about each other and yet we can connect and i just like the experiment or the idea and just because i genuinely want to get to know you better mm. but i like the idea of just coming together and with such little in in um in to do with each other history wise <laughs> I, I do not know you <laughs> like, and because of these little devices that we have nowadays yeah. we are good yeah. friends yeah yeah Back he's in the not day. he's not talking about his dick he's talking about his iphone <laughs> We both, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, you know, back in the day, you'd have been on your caravan going the other way, and I'd have been like, oh, well, bye, cool guy who was dancing to little drum beats in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> there's right. No the bongos. music back then. Yeah. Bongos in the back of a ute. <laughs> um, but yeah, just wanted to dive in, man. Like, uh, we can ask each other any question. I feel like I like the i. I just like the opportunity to do that. Absolutely, man. Well, go go ahead and open up. I've been in this country for four years. Had the mm. pleasure of being in this country for four years. Mm. Um, I initially came to complete my bachelor's degree, international business. Uh, I was doing it at a community college back in the States. I mm. uh, dragged on for a bit long. Um, so at the time, I was like, ugh. Because usually you do two years at a community college and two years at a, at a university, and you get an associate's degree and a bachelor's degree. It's like cost-effective, and mm. it's like, yeah, it's cost-effective. <laughs> it's not as expensive <laughs> as real uni. <laughs> and if you're dumb, you can still get in <laughs> yeah so um then my mom tells me randomly like oh yeah by the way if you go to school overseas and my job will pay for you to go and i'm like okay like bye <laughs> i was on instagram and twitter and i was just asking people all around the world like well not all around the world i'm not that cool um but i asked a couple friends in the uk and in melbourne i was like hey how's life and then i heard melbourne's like most livable city in the world it was like four years in a row at the time and i think mm. i just heard it hit seven mm. wow mm. seven years in a row most livable city melbourne <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that was like all right cool I'll, I'll go to australia i'll go see some kangaroos and venomous, venomous. creatures you know yeah that's all we know about australia back home <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and steve Irwin, of course um r.i.p yeah. and yeah so uh i applied to five schools in the uk they gave me shit offers um and then i looked into melbourne i looked at university of melbourne but they they want smart people so <laughs> <laughs> so um i looked at latrobe and i was like oh you guys seem accommodating you you guys don't seem to mind about the outliers <laughs> yeah and you got in and started in three and a half years in four years yeah in. yeah i finished my bachelor's end of last year um although when you study business you don't really know what the hell you want to do mm. i mean like it's not like and plus there's no placement for business students mm, like mm, mm. if you're studying like medicine or something you're going to be taken to a place where you can practically learn what you're going to be doing mm. if you're studying business you're going to be learning a lot of theories and you're going to learn a lot of numbers and how to theoretically do what you got to do but like i think it wouldn't be hard for universities to send a couple students to like i don't know send them to a couple like retail stores and having count numbers at the end of the day or something you know like mm. people have a bachelor's degree in commerce and go to like they start working in retail and they can't even count stock or they can't even yeah. like count a register mm. Man, that's literally the situation i'm seeing right now um so yeah i don't know I, i've always just wanted to do something that would make me happy and um 
I came into Australia with the intention of just using uni as a <laughs> as a means of staying in this country, and it's been lovely using it as that. Uh, the course is fun or whatever, but uni's lame. Let's not talk about uni. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because your name sounds like a superhero. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh, know, yeah, yeah. It sounds like, and you, and with your hair and everything, you feel like you got a superhero vibe. Hey, <laughs> what what would the pick be? In my hair, if I were a superhero. Oh, you got a comb. It'd be that thing I put in when I get serious. When the bad guy like hits me, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. oh. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. now it's time. You with Super Saiyan mode, you know, <laughs> just, just dripping adrenaline <laughs> constantly. Just, uh. Now throw comb. Everyone's a needle, and you just stab it into your skull, and you just press the button. They're freaking out, like, bro. He has no hair, and he just used it. <laughs> he just stabbed his scalp, bro. He's crazy. <laughs> Anything so, for the adrenaline. <laughs> What are you? What do you? What are you scared of most? Oh, like do you oh, have a reoccurring man. pattern in your life where you're like this? You know that you're fe- fearful about something in particular that's reoccurring, or the biggest thing that you're scared of? Mm. You know, another thing being in this country, I, I've become a lot more open. So I think that would have been a personal story, no longer are. I'm just like, you know, I'm around people who I like. Around are a lot of lovely people, and you know, I might not see them again. Let them know about your story. You're gonna die one day. Let them know <laughs> yeah, what yeah. you've been through. Um, so anyway, uh, life story wise, um, <laughs> I just I just like the idea of just like, yeah, you just going deep straight away, yeah, man. Um, me as well. Uh, so I'm sorry, so I don't just give you a Full life story. Um, what was the exact question you had asked again? <laughs> so it's like, just like, is there one thing, like for me... Oh, yeah, I'm, fears. I'm, sorry. Yeah, what I'm scared of most in life is doing something I don't enjoy doing. I'm scared of being trapped. Mm. Like, and that's just pushed me towards liberating, finding freedom, find, understanding freedom and experiencing freedom on the, for entirely throughout my body. So for mm. me, that's starts with my thoughts, I've found. Because... Okay. Um, my thoughts were the only thing that really limited my ability to experience freedom. Okay. So, like, that's kind of what I'm scared of. I'm scared of not being free. That is a, something that's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Free. But, th- but then I think about it. I probably, when, if you could live, find freedom in your own mind, that means no matter what my environment is, mm. I could experience freedom. Exactly. And, like, if there's been times, like, when I've been close to death in, like, hospital and stuff and, mm. and, you say, surrender like i find the process of surrender grants me freedom and grants me an experience of love and unity connection with everything mm. you know that state of consciousness so i mean that's kind of my understanding of my greatest fear mm. um mm, i i hate to ugh, i hate the fact that one of mine at least in, in terms of in life uh my biggest fear definitely has to do with other people which yep. probably like i don't like that as a like in general, like your fears in life should have to do with you and how you're going to have to deal with them. But sometimes when you deal with people, you have to deal with how they deal with what you deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no shoulds and shouldn'ts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess one of my biggest fears would probably be like letting down my mom, I'd say. Right. Or just like letting down my family in general. Mom mainly though. Because um, mm-hmm. with my upbringing, I was, I was raised by my mom mainly. Mm-hmm. Um, single parented household in the States. And um, she she worked hard. She had good jobs, like enough for a single parent to like struggle a bit. But we, I can't complain. We had I had a good life. Um, but 
my dad was always in Nigeria because now this is an interesting story. My my dad's the king of a province in Nigeria. What? Yeah. Crazy. It's just a random part of my life. That's nuts. I didn't even know until I was five. Really? Yeah. How did you wreck when you were five? Uh, when I was five, we went there and it's like a full on palace and everything. It's like, Whoa. it's. I can show you pictures. It's actually oh, crazy. Oh man, that's awesome. Um, yeah, should bring them up. So here we have a photo. Of the palace and my little sister. Whoa! Yeah, it's oh, um. That one in the background. Yeah, well, the whole thing itself is the the what? palace. I'll go ahead and get you the actual photo itself. Let me just get past the nudes. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just a joke, guys. Good family man here. <laughs> I only take photos of families and keep them on your phone, which is also creepy. Yeah, he got that one. Alrighty. Oh man, so whereabouts in Nigeria is this? So this is in Okene. Yep, Nigeria. Um, so, oh wow! Yeah, that's that's the inside. That's the outside gate, and, and yeah, he's got the lion is my dad's insignia, so he has them all over the palace and stuff. And um, yeah, that's incredible. And so, so what was your relationship like with him? So basically, um, I would see my dad every other year um, after I had turned ten. I saw him for the first time when I was five. Yeah, um, and like it, it's it's really it's really different compared to anything that people could imagine. Mm. I first saw him and he's sitting on his chair and when people are around him, they're usually not, for people who are uh, not familiar with African heritage or culture, whatever it is, please uh, just try to bear with me. Um, but they're on their knees. Uh, when you're around the King, um, you're, you're not really supposed to be standing unless you're like immediate family or something, but like you would either like kneel not like you're bowing to him, but it's, it's like just Game of Thrones. Shit. It is, it is quite. Yeah. <laughs> For the average person in 2017, it's like some Game of Thrones shit. So it's still like that today. Uh yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah. areas where there is yeah. a, a monarchy, um, yep. There's, but um, and what, how big's the area that he reigns? Uh, I did look it up at one point. Um, it is big, but I would say it's probably maybe the size of about like uh, I'd say it's a Victoria. Wow. I'd say it's a Victoria in Nigeria, if not a fraction. That's massive. Like a, a half. Jeez. Um, I, could, I feel like we could talk about that for ages. Just yeah, like it's Okene Ibira land. If someone can look that up, if they could be bothered, I don't know how big it is. <laughs> yeah, no, gotcha. It's just, it's honestly just something that, like, it's like a shiny coin in my wallet. <laughs> it, it, it didn't really affect much of my life it was mm, like mm. a little closet i would walk into mm. and um yeah then i would walk out when i had to actually face my real life mm, so, yeah. mm. so it was like a holiday and see to yeah, see dad that's crazy in total in my whole life i've probably been within distance of my dad probably no more than like three months right because our visits are always that short right right, every right other year and do you are you how do you feel about your if you're comfortable talking about it like no, no absolutely absolutely but yeah. um so we're, we're gucci now like we're, we're good now um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um it's just that uh at this point the damage has been done but we need to but I, i'm still waiting for him to fix things mm. like um damage being that when there were certain times when I might not. Have, I might have needed. We not. Have, we might have needed support. It mm. was sometimes like excuse after excuse or this or that, and um, it's just like <laughs> my mom's a very selfless woman, mm -hmm. uh, and she loves him. He loves her as well, obviously. Oh, mm. well, whatever. And um, it's just that. Um, yeah. The 
my dad also I'm also one of 16 kids yeah so well, 16 <laughs> yeah I have, to, I have to, a lot of things of dimension as well from your dad's side or your mum's side uh, from, from my uh, from my dad's side yeah so so my dad is in a polygamous relationship with my four with my three stepmoms and my mom yep um, polygamy obviously being another thing people are like what yeah, yeah. Uh, but that also goes on um, but uh, yeah so and then so what, why do you think you're like that feeling of not wanting to let your mum down is deep rooted apart oh. from obvious natural reasons mm. just loving your mum to bits oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well as we speak now any fee that I've had um, any sort of in my whole life, any sort of responsibility that I've had, she's she's been the one taking care of me. Obviously, mm. like my 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 dad has had very minimal, um, mm. I guess I'd say financial supports in my life, which is obviously like the words of encouragement and what whatnot, and the mm. I love you's and the hugs when I see him for the brief moments. Mm. There's something, but like at the same time, um, it yeah, mm. I'd say you can't you you don't treat your kids like a nice shiny suit you keep in your closet and then wear it whenever you want to whenever you're going somewhere mm-hmm. you know they got to be those uh those socks that you wear every day because those are your only pair of socks mm-hmm. yeah mm. it's funny isn't it like the relationships are because i can relate to like having an expect or a desire for a particular level of relationship with my parents mm-hmm. and um you know in in, their, in this in my situation it's their kind of it's a, their difference in religion or just actually having a religion that kind of in my opinion Mm -hmm. um puts a separation point of um not having the level that i would love to have or the understanding you know the mutual Mm -hmm. understanding to really really listen to one another and understand one another yeah that's what that's kind of what i crave of anyone Mm -hmm. um but i suppose that's one thing that i felt like i've had to let go of and i don't know what you feel like about this stuff but Mm -hmm. really kind of just know that I'm good, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. oh, you, my peace can only ever come from within anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of just resolving my, my relationship towards my feelings about them. And in that sense, it's kind of not even anything to do with them. Um, it's just to do with how I have a relationship to the thought of them. <laughs> okay. That's, I mean, that's what I found anyway. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Life teaches us all, you know, things. different things. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, can I ask about the scar and the ring? You, you mentioned briefly on the way up that uh, yeah, um, you, you got a scar on your forehead just above your left eye. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this scar took oh, – when did I get this scar? It was April 17, 2014. I know because I took an Instagram photo and I check the date sometimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like two years – over two years ago. Um, I was – I've been skateboarding since I was 15. Well, I was skateboarding from 15 to 17. What I do now, I would not consider skateboarding. When I used to skate – I used to skate properly. Like you skip school to skate. Yeah. You, you hang out with your friends at night and you skate, you, you wear busted shoes wherever you go because you're skating. (laughs) You don't really care. You do it for the euphoria and all that stuff. I was literally engrossed in skateboarding from 14 to like 16 and a half. Um, yeah. And now it's just a nice little method of transportation. I got a busted bearing at the moment, but that's why this ring, that's where I got that from. Right. Another reminder. Oh, it is that, a bearing. Um, it's a bearing. Yeah. Right. When your, when your skateboard bearing breaks, you can oh, get a little right. ring out of there. Yeah. Yeah. So people are like, are you married? No, nah, it's just the only thing I can also fit a ring on. <laughs> married to skateboarding. Yeah. I'm married to skateboarding. Yeah. But also I have big mid joints. So this is actually the only thing I can <laughs> fit a ring on. Yeah. Yeah. And my pinky ring. Yeah. You do too. I'm a bit like that. Yeah. It sucks. Knuckly. Knuckly. Yeah. <laughs> just wants a knuckly cunt. <laughs> um, but yeah. then how'd the scar come out from, that was from skateboarding uh, yeah and the scar was from skateboarding uh, so there's a, a r- really good friend of mine um, Mustafa Cardon 
Uh, shout out Prolific Images. That's uh, his little company that he's got going on. Um, like yeah, he does videography and uh, quite good at it, I would say myself. Mm. Um, anyway, good mate of mine. He, he was driving a bike at the time. He uh, has a motorcycle. Uh, we're pulling out of my friend's driveway. And uh, we do this often, sketching. Sketching is when you're on a skateboard holding on to a moving vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How that. dangerous. Why would you do that? Yeah. I know. Tell me he had a helmet. No, he didn't have a helmet. Um, yeah, so um, sketching is his bike. I, we, do the all, we do this all the time. It's just like, okay, cool. You're heading up the road. Just give me a ride for a bit and I'll get off. We're hitting at about like 40Ks. That's a lot of speed. Um, and I'm like, okay, um, if I move in any direction, I could possibly kill myself. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, yo, slow down. And usually when we do this, you know, you, when you slow down, you don't just hit the brakes. You know, you got to like, oh. you know, you, th- that didn't happen. No you gotta, yeah, you got to get uh, gentle. You know, you got to be gentle and you don't just let go of the moving object because you don't have enough, I guess, inertia to slow yourself down in general without like toe dragging and burning a hole so you're on a rope or on the back of the bike i'm holding on to the back of his uh his back pedal uh what is that thing oh yeah yeah, real close to the wheel but i'm just like holding on to it holy shit man you're going 40ks yeah and then at about like couldn't you let go and so you let go would have taken ages to slow down if you let go you're gonna catch speed wobbles and you're just gonna just mess yourself up unless you would have let go earlier like a smart person would have but did you think i could have gone faster so or jumping onto his bike uh, it, nah, that could have been cool but the wheel parts would like just destroyed everything I love starting with my penis you know so um, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be nice <laughs> yeah. yeah so you, so you, it was like slow down yeah so uh, basically um, slow down couldn't hear me because under his helmet he had headphones <laughs> um, yeah so I'm yelling I'm like slow down slow down and at about 60k's um, how my, old are you? Sorry? How old were you? I was, what, 22? Yeah. I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, I know how... I shouldn't have mentioned that. I mean, I was uh, 12. Because <laughs> 12-year-olds do that stuff and not 22-year-old grown-ass men that should know better. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I was 22. Um, so, yeah, at 60K, the board basically like did like a U-turn right under my feet because that's how much speed wobble it had. Whoa. And, um, yeah, I just remember my hand. I think got a couple... Uh, I think it's that one, the penis-shaped one, um, on my hand. <laughs> you got I landed, all over you. Yeah, you know, I got landed like this, and um, hit the floor first, pow. Hit the first, nah, hit the floor first, pow. <laughs> Don't move away from the mic, Otto. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, rolled a bit. And the funny thing is, I was just mainly upset about the fact that the shirt that I was wearing had a hole in its shoulder. Right. Because it was such a nice shirt. Mm. And I was bleeding on it, and I was like, "Why am I bleeding?" And I was like, "Oh, I, I have." damage to my head and it's not something i can handle on my own i had to go to a hospital yeah wow. got five stitches and um yeah shit man actually i have an instagram photo of that as well what's your instagram so people can check you out check me out at don't forget to tip that is d-o-n-t number four get number two tip oh how punny <laughs> that's a, that's actually the exact handle you gave me when we met yeah three years ago <laughs> awesome. and, it, and it took some Let's see. Where do I have this photo? So, so we, we, we told us what you're scared of the most. We we kind of touched on it a bit, like letting your mum down. Yeah, letting my mom down. That's um, because she's given you so much and supported you. And then what? Do you, what are you in love with most, like in life? Like obviously, it just existent for starts by the tales of your vibes. Yeah, existence is fun. <laughs> Can't really speak on the other part just yet. Um, but yeah. Uh, my my thoughts on life. 
Yeah, what what do you love? Like, what are you passionate about? What do you love? What you, yeah. When, where, what's your happy spot? I guess I'd say that's why I'm not too content with life right now because I haven't really begun a thorough investment into whatever that is. So you're not, it, you don't feel like it's the path of your degree and such? Oh, no. Well, at this point, I'm, I, well, for a long time now, I've been wondering if it's music. Yeah. And um, I'm getting towards that conclusion that it is. Yeah. Um, or at least, like, why not try <laughs> with everything? Like, I, I wanted to play basketball in high school, but I was shit in, like, uh, prior to, no, sorry, I wanted to play in middle school, but I was doo-doo up until tryouts. So when everyone was trying out, I was too busy going, oh, I suck. Or I would have tried. I think I tried out actually. Um, and I think the first day I was just like, doo doo, messing up on layups, can't dribble, what you're doing, why your hand's so big and you can't catch the ball or shoot it, what you're doing, Otto, move out the way, Otto, this isn't football, it's basketball, move. Uh, just a lot of that stuff. You know, I was just young. I was just like, you know, this sport isn't for me. Not realizing that, you know, you could just start now and be a beast by high school. Cause I mean, look at my hands. I don't want yeah. the camera to see that. But I've yeah, only met three people. In my life, to have bigger hands than me as of high school. Oh, let's see, let's see. Oh, shit, see, they are big, aren't see? they? I know, man. Just beat you. Yeah, like, definitely bigger than mine. Sorry, bro. See you later, mate. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of what I love, I think uh, once I find it, though, I'm definitely going to be a bit more content with where I'm going. Because the thing is, it's like, I, I love the people that I'm with and the vibes that I give and the people that just surround me, you know? Um, but it's just that. I'm 24 years old. I hate saying it. I'll be 25. I hate you saying it as well. I know. Disgusting. It's disgusting. I'm 25 in October. Like what the hell? And I uh, like sure I'm doing uni, but I don't really. I don't consider that doing anything. Or maybe that just has to do with my conviction to my course or the reasons as to why I'm studying it. But um, yeah, I feel like once I start actually finding my craft, and it has to be something with creation. Like I have to, I have Mm. to do stuff. I'm too visual. That Mm. part of me can't not be incorporated into whatever I do to make my money. Mm. That's what I've also come to a conclusion with. I thought, uh, I've also, I've also started acting. Um, uh, when I got to Australia, I was like, you know what, this is a new, a new place. I could do whatever I want. And you know what? I think I could be an actor who's to say I couldn't, Mm. you know? And, um, so I had, I've had three short term, uh, three short film gigs so far. Um, all of them with university students, but it was a great experience nonetheless got mm. to see like what the sets like call sheets uh continuity issues and how funny those are <laughs> that shit's hilarious like being a continuity manager would probably be the I'm most not. fun thing ever are you joking no i'm dead ass it's like it's like oh sorry your pinky was a bit up in that last scene oh, um man, you no, your pinky a bit I'd depending on how nuts. you know a lot of people mess up with it like for instance a lot of some movies where people blink mm. and stuff like that but yeah continuity managers that shit's cool anyway and all the other jobs there's heaps of jobs within i've never movie. heard anyone think continuity is a fun area i think it's fun film, that's like, just crazy because like i don't know when it, i feel like i love that sort of stuff like i play a lot of games fps's and stuff so you know when you're sniping someone you're waiting for anything to move you're like this is what this screen looks like when no one's there someone's here now i saw something move and you shoot it you know so you got kind of a mathematical mind yeah i like seeing shit and i like where it is i like aesthetics i like the way my room looks i like the way my apps look i'm really i, I like oh yeah, i found the video too by yeah. the way but like yeah my apps i, I feel like I try to keep things sort of symmetrical yeah, and like yeah. have a little design to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, on some minimalist type shit. Anyway, yeah, yeah. it's fun. 
So what, what, so what's your, cause I mean, I often find with work, like it's, it's more about the essence of why you love what you do than it is about the actual out, the actual destination of what you're doing or your craft specifically, you know, like I, for example, I always wanted to be in music. Like I started a records, like I was in a punk band in the UK and then I started a, re- a radio station and a radio show and stuff mm. and music was my thing. And then I came over, but I always had fun with everything I did. Nice. Like I just wanted to have, get paid to have fun really. That's got gotcha. you. And then I came over here and just fell into comedy mm. and I'm like, Oh, that'd be awesome. And it's just like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of my thing now. So it's like just in terms of the, the comedy show or a radio show and uh, making fun videos, it's less actually about being comedic and more about just actually having fun. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, for me, that was my little journey with it, you know? Yeah. And I think it's, and that's why it's so interesting. I like talking about these areas is because it's, yeah, like I say, it's more about the essence of what you enjoy doing and being in love with the process and the craft of it than it is about the idea of doing a job, you know, like, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, because the idea of doing a job, or well, you know, it's a lot different sometimes than actually doing that job. <laughs> totally. totally. And sometimes you fall in love with what the, you know, the what you think it would be like mm. or the th- no, feel, no. when you look at someone and you see them having oh, fun oh that's how it. their job must be yeah. that's how it would be for me if I was in that job yeah yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. Yeah, it's sometimes not like it's that it's a different reality yeah. yeah it's like I'd love to I used to want to be a football player like a soccer player okay and um, and now I'm like I don't think I'd enjoy that much training <laughs> <laughs> I just like having to kick about with my mates yeah that's what I love okay yeah when it comes to me I definitely would say I um once I find that thing, though, music it is that I'm referring to, I, I'll i know if it was worth it if I am who I am and yeah. it hasn't changed me. Right. Yeah. Um, if this pursuit that I'm hopefully trying to go under doesn't sort of make me forget where I came from, then I could say it was worth it. And what, Whether what? or not it worked out well. Right. Yeah. And what, what what does that mean in itself? That the the concern of forgetting where you came from. Like, why is that important? Ah, uh, there's there's ties within like there's cultural ties. There's ties within like my my religion. I am Muslim, so I try to make sure like I don't lose too much of myself because like there's so much of me that has been me and is okay to be me within all aspects of my moral compass. Um, but it's just that the urge to to indulge in certain things is always there. Mm, mm. And, um, and you feel like you haven't really resolved those, indul- the, the desires or charms. Like so, do you, some of the, some of them I have, you, you, some, some of you clock, some you, you, you don't, some you try to stay away from. And, um, it's just like, I don't know. You just feel like if you haven't, then why should you? But then it's also like, if you don't, then you wouldn't know why you should have. Well, mate, that second <laughs> second reason is the very motive for why yeah. I stopped being Christian when I was twenty four. I feel you. it is the most. It is for most people, absolutely. Yeah, I knew. I just needed to know. I, mm-hmm. I wanted to get burnt. I needed to find out. Mm-hmm. I wanted. I wanted to know that why I don't want to go down that path yeah. by by going all the way down to the end of the path, looking around, experiencing it, and going, "Yep, no, I won't go down there again." Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Mm-hmm. I feel like the best, I mean, for me, everyone's different, but I found yeah. like for me, I had to do that or I'd regret my life because I just wouldn't have live with conviction. I mean, again, this is personal and everyone's, Absolutely. Yeah. everyone's got their own process and path of all this stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, 
so like that's what I'm interested about yours like how much how much you yeah you yeah no absolutely that. um in, in terms of like my religious views uh although like every every little every Muslim kid basically goes to like Sunday school to learn Arabic to like to read the Quran and stuff and like you know how to read and write um you learn about you know our creed we learn about Jesus and all the prophets and we learn about the Bible as well we learn about a lot of things um and then you go back to public school if you go to public school mm-hmm. or you go back to, if you go to Muslim school, you go to Muslim school. Um, but you, you, I went to public school. So, mm-hmm. um, so Sunday school is like a little window into my Islamic, uh, um, education, I guess, or yeah. And what's your like until I hit 16. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what's your feeling about that? And what does it bring you? What does it serve you? Um, you know, what's your relationship with it like okay um the, the knowledge or the you know yeah the crown um so basically i used to be a sunday school teacher after i was a student um i was a assist, teacher's assistant so like we're just teaching kids how to like read and write and stuff um but at the same time when you see people who don't know about your religion but then learn about it and the way it has changed them that's usually some some of the drives as to what helps you find the beauty in, in what you love or in your religion. Mm. Um, that is, that is absolutely it. It is a huge, uh, thing that converts make born Muslims feel like shit. <laughs> what do you mean? Say that again. Uh, converts, people who convert into Islam, yep. they usually make us that are born into us, that are born Muslim feel horrible. Why? Because they take it so much more serious than us. Right. And as long as they are given the proper induction, obviously, and not with what's going on nowadays, they usually end up such beautiful people. They always do. If anything, their mates who used to probably go clubbing with them would probably say like, oh, dude, you never see him anymore. But ask like his missus or ask his mom yeah. or his dad, how's your son now? He's he's different. It's always the answer. Yeah, wow. Um, and unless they're a bit on the intolerant side, they probably just might have kicked him out and not have had a chance to notice. But right. um, otherwise, that's that's actually exactly what made me sort of want to get more serious was just... Um, actually, well, I have to mention this friend. I will make you, I, I will make a song for him one day. Um, <laughs> this is a friend of mine named Giovanni Reyes. He's Spanish. Where is he from? He's from Nicaragua. Yeah. yeah. And he, um, he, I've known him since elementary school or yeah. I knew him since elementary school. As the, when we hit high school, year nine, he got a girl pregnant and, um, was having a kid. So he was working in the mall that all the kids, all of us went to after high school is what you do. You go to a mall after, <laughs> after school's over. Um, yeah, his girlfriend, uh, got pregnant. So he was working at Foot Locker and like at that age, none of us are working. We're mm. just like, you know, that's for grown ups. <laughs> what is like 15, 16? Yeah. 14, 14, 14, 15, 14. 16. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he was working there till like junior year. Um, my senior year of high school, 2010, we find out that Gio hung himself in his room. Whoa. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there were other pressures, apparently. It was a bit, some gang-related stuff going on in there. Pressures from, like, his missus, uh, familiars, all that sort of stuff. But 17, he's in his room. He asks his mom for a shoelace. His mom gave him a shoelace, comes back in. I think it was in the morning, and he's hanging from his ceiling fan. Oh, mate. Yeah. horrible. That's crazy. How, how did um, fuck? Yeah, it's, it's, how did you process that? 
Uh, all of us just hit it. You know, that was the first death. Although, yeah, that was the first real death that like sort of like hit me because we because a lot of us went to his wake. Yeah. And as Muslims, we don't look, we don't have wakes. We don't look at the body. Um, the, whoever's going to wash and clean the body would have wrapped it in white, so we just have the shroud of the body. Um, but yeah, when I saw his corpse, that that did hit me because uh, they put chemicals on him to preserve him and stuff. He's in a suit and stuff. But he just it's my friend. <laughs> it's it's Gio, you know um yeah yeah and then uh the thing the thing after that that real this is the moment that really struck me at least for me like and to each their own honestly because i don't know this might offend some people but um it was the fact that um there's a lot of <laughs> oh this will open a lot of other conversation but i'm going to be honest here um the priest or um the person the pope the man who the pipe, the pipe, the pipe. Nah, I'm sorry, I'm sounding very ignorant right now. Nah, 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 the the man who was wearing white and he had the st- yeah. he had a he had a staff and he seemed anointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh he he's speaking to everyone to console everyone, and then he says God has revealed to me that on Giovanni's way down to the bridge he repented and is now in heaven with God. And then there's a sigh. What's, what's the bridge? Um I believe it'd be referred to purgatory. That um, I believe I could be wrong. I'm speaking on another religion, so yeah, yeah. please yeah. don't kill me. <laughs> um, but I believe it is referred to as the bridge, which is a waiting place where people would be waiting. Oh, gotcha, in gotcha. Their graves, yep. yep. Um, so that on his way there, he repented and is now in heaven with God. Yeah. Um, and it's just like God's God's mercy throughout the Bible and throughout the Quran. Like it, it's it's all encompassing. Um, however, there are things that have been listed in every Abrahamic faith mm. that that have just been consistent. It's just been consistent, and um, it's just it's it's suicide. It's the fact that this life is a test, and that from the Abrahamic religion portrayal, this mm. life is a test, and just like an exam in uni, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna bubble in your answers, you're gonna do your right and wrong, and it's gonna end, and. Um, yeah, you have to still finish the test. You get a zero if you don't complete all the answers. Mm. So, yeah, some of us have a longer sheet than others. Some of us, some of ours have shorter sheets, but in the end, it's still going to end the same way. Do you, yeah. And is that how you feel about life? It's a test. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, don't f- yeah, because to me, it's I feel like it's more about an experience, and mm. ev- it's all ultimately about evolution and letting okay. love shine through us yeah. and, and shift in. Mm. I feel like evolution to me is just raising the collective consciousness to that one of the baseline fundamental of everyone operating from love. That's my dream. I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> yeah, and, and I feel like that transcends all worldviews mm. um, because love is an experiential thing. It's not a knowledge thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like you could even say the night we met, mm-hmm. that was just love because mm. it was – it brought us here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, just the experience, the direct experience of looking at each other, mm-hmm. dancing, smiling. Yeah. Like, that's love. It's, there's, no, there's no judgment. There's mm-hmm. no assessment. Yeah. There's no right. There's no wrong. Yeah. It's just purely mm-hmm. just what I would deem to be love. I completely understand that. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I do want to touch up on this one last point that I made that um, what the Pope said, uh, the pastor said, and so significant to me. It's just the fact that... Um, a person from just about every Abrahamic religion, a, a, a person shouldn't be the one who's receiving what we call in, in Arabic wahi, which is revelation from God. 
Um, it's not, <laughs> it's not a hotline. Um, mm. people sort of get a bit mad because there are no sort of signs. Um, but, well, there are signs, but people want different signs. People, that's basically it. People, <laughs> anyway. Mm. So what's, uh, your, what, what's, your, how did it make you feel then? What's your assessment? Uh, it's just the fact that I felt like, how can a religion, how can, how, how can someone do that? Like, how can, like, if, if he was a if he was a imam if he was a, like a like anyone like how can you say that, okay this person's dead i i know what happened i experienced it i i know what's going on mm. and and you're just an average joe amongst all of us mm-hmm. yeah that, that yeah I suppose although that, everyone like i don't know that that's that's me yeah. that's me and this is me so yeah. I, I can understand you having that like i mean it's just a million different like even dalai lama's got his own oracle that mm. experiences shit that even Dalai Lama can't experience because mm. he gets into these trance states and and I, and I feel like we're antennas for all sorts of states of frequencies and consciousness flying I mean you know not consciousness, consciousness but mm. we are a manifestation of consciousness in mm. my worldview yeah. <laughs> but um but like just different levels and different states and experiences mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's hard to it's hard to really I mean I find make a one sure assessment on anything from science to religion to spiritual to atheism to everything because everyone's just having their own experience and all I can really do is witness it. Witness it. And yeah. and um and listen to them. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like that might be his experience. If you it's it's more about how it rings inside or how it makes you feel. Yeah. And I feel like we've when you know, I mean, at least for me, when I've really, I meditate twice daily and all that, but when I'm nice. free of thought, mm-hmm. that's when I have a, I feel like I've got a pretty good compass on what's bullshit and what's real okay. in terms of things. So I feel like mm-hmm. when we, because if, if thoughts are operating us, we generally, I mean, I find the mechanics of thoughts are misleading. Mm-hmm. Like and the Bible says that, like not, you know, the tree of knowledge is like all that such. I think it's because it can lead to clinging to knowledge. I think it's actually the clinging um, that's more detrimental than the actual knowledge itself because I feel like supreme knowledge, um, for me at least, mm-hmm. aligns with my mind and my heart. But my Christian knowledge only aligns with my heart and that to, by faith, give up my mind. Yeah. Um, so that for me didn't work for me. Okay. You know, it didn't feel complete. It didn't feel mm. true. You shouldn't have to do that. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, I didn't want to. People can do it if they want and that's their ch- choice mm-hmm. and their karmic energy, I would deem, because it's... Um, it's re- it's it's yeah for search karma. It's not the most. Mm. I've been getting into karma a bit recently. Okay. it's two different forces of energy I find in play: kriya and karma. Okay, and kriya is just like when you're in flow state, when you're in love state, and it's just it's just this love state is what we were in when we first met. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it is. Nice. Um, and that's just effortless, and it's an infinite well of infinite creativity. I'm, I'm there quite a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get you are. Okay. Um, and then karma is more like you push me in the street and then I got cross at you and then I carry that crossness around. Then I pass that on to someone else that I see. Mm. And it's just like this, almost like a negative energy transfer between okay. things. Between people. Yeah. yeah. And it's, um, that's my, at least my experience of it. Anyway. Mm. No, um, absolutely. I know how the two difference make me feel mm. and that's my knowledge-based understanding of them. No, absolutely. You can see that on a daily basis and I could, could yeah, absolutely. It's like, mm. oh, this guy just hit me with some karma. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, who am I going to pass this on to? Yeah. Look at this old lady crossing the street. 
Yeah. And my mate is well, he's kind of like my guru geezer. He was like, because oh, I'm a, my shade, a little crappy story. My, yeah. my shades are stolen the other day and they're quite expensive. Mm-hmm. And I was like instantly like, oh, I'm so annoyed this guy took my shades. Like, how, ru- how rude of him. You know, oh, they weren't you. his. I do. And I was like, oh, nothing's really mine anyway. <laughs> like, even my life, it's, it's, yeah. I'm just, it's just a gift. <laughs> so, and then he was like, mate, um, he he just he just took on your karma. You should be you should be thanking him because you had some kind of negative karmic energy that he just relieved you of. So thank him for taking it off you. Wow! <laughs> and that kind of made sense to me. Okay. Um, because I just didn't understand the mechanics of those kind of energies. So I, I just trust that there is, and I'm sure I've done some dodgy things. <laughs> we all have uh, to each their own. That's interesting. So how's how's your relationship to your religion evolved over the years or changed or um you know what, what how would you just talk talk on that um well a concept of what we call faith amen um would be i guess you'd say you're and i really don't like the word religious yeah or like because it just puts a blanket on someone and it's like jesus christ is a person like you could place them in different places and you can act differently in different ones because he has to he has to get through the areas and stuff. Anyway. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> life is yeah. not a constant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It changes in different areas. Is it, why is that? Because it, religion is, it feels like you're being put in a box. Is that why? Or? No, it's just, uh, well, mm, it's more like a rhombus. <laughs> What's a rhombus? <laughs> a rhombus is that shape that looks like uh, oh, a different shape. It's a, a different yeah. shape. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was kidding. Um, yeah. Oh, I think I think of a trapezoid. I forget what a rhombus looks like, but it, it is a shape. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it, um, on campus, for, okay, on campus, when I first arrived, I like I flew 15,000 miles like over water and sea to yeah. get to Australia, right? And I'm walking with my bags. And I've got suitcases and shit. And it's actually the first day of uni. I already missed the class. Um, I just got out of a taxi. It was expensive as hell. It was 76 bucks. And now I like no, it's, it should have been like forty five or something. So I know I got gypped. Um, it's all good. Uber took took that guy out of business or wherever you were. I'm sorry, I'm kidding. Taxi people, I hope you guys can still support your families. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I get to uni and um, I'm just in a pretty crazy environment. It's like it's new to me. I, I hadn't lived on campus back in the states either. So it's just like um in community college you commute so i'd just go back home here all my friends and stuff i'd go to college parties or something on campus i'd hang out with college people but like i just didn't have the dorm life so it was just all of my face when i was there and it's just like it's just it's just, it's just the australian version and, and it's like yeah like you have to understand that uh, like i was living my whole life in the states so like mm. college parties are pretty cool but like uh sometimes uh, here is just a bit like if i can get on the piece mate <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like and, I, and like i'll be there I'll, da- I'll dance i'll have fun but it's just like 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 I, I, don't, I don't drink or whatever but it's like that never stops anything but it's just like when you make that like the whole point of the party it's just like there's not even like a like what's the afterthought <laughs> like it's just not nah, mate 6 a.m to 6 p.m getting on the piece mate <laughs> it's just like dude, sweet <laughs> as long as you got, got some music playing i can like drop in and dance a bit you know to you guys but <laughs> all good to each their own um, but, but yeah it doesn't vibe with you like just because you're just getting obliterated yeah it's just, it's just yeah it just didn't really yeah just, didn't connect with you didn't just didn't connect with me yeah, and yeah. i just didn't see any to start it if i that's when i that would have been me going out of who i am to 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 fit in oh, gotcha. and appease other people yeah like, great. appease other people so yeah that was just yeah that, yeah 
It's just like it's not even it's not even like a religious thing. Like that's why when people ask why don't you drink, I don't say it's because of my religion because that implies that if it was what we call halal permissible, that I would do it. Uh, same thing with like with like tattoos. I, like if if it was halal, I still don't think I would do it because I don't think there's anything in my life that has been that consistent that I could put on my body. But that's just me. I want to be able to speak about who I am and like, yeah, yeah, teach yeah. their own honestly. I think tats look cool, yeah. but it's just like I like I loved skateboarding with all my life, and now I don't even skate. Mm-hmm. I just use it as a like a method of transportation. So like my life will always be something different as long as I just keep it in my art, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's right. Thank you. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, I go on rants and then I forget what my initial point was. That's interesting. No, I feel like what's jumping out at me is like the, that sense that you have. It's less, it, like, everything is your choice. You know, it's not, yeah. you're not bound to your religion. Because mm-hmm. I think there is a, I know, I know the difference as well. Like, mm-hmm. I know, um, gr- growing up in Christian, I, I never thought it was religion or I never felt like it was a religion. But I knew there was a difference when I made it a choice from an experience based conviction and when I made a choice from, it's the right thing to do because yeah. of my community of church friends. Okay. And, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, and I just, I knew there's a very different, a massive difference in that, you know, mm. like if I want to, um, if I'm just doing it cause I think it's the right thing to do. And mm. if I'm doing it because no, this is, this is, this is me. And this is, I feel this deeply about this experience. I can't think of an example specifically, but you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I, I think I like that you are aware of that. Thanks. Life's just sort of pointing me in that direction. And I've never been the, the judgmental type because that's one thing that um, a lot of people fall into. And it's just the biggest, it's just the biggest sign of um, their lack of progression within their pursuit for religiosity. Mm. Um, What's, and ultimately, the compassion you have to have towards those that are like that is that they're judging themselves more than anyone else. That, that they're is, actually not judging anyone else. They're just mm-hmm. judging their own. That is it. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And it, it's touched on so much. I, I like... Uh, within religion religions itself so it's for, for the people who don't get that deep in mm. but yet are so outward with it mm. that that's one of the, that's one of the biggest problems was when people sort of want to just have that affiliation um but it's not in their heart right you know? actually i saw a funny video on world star hip-hop the other day um there was somebody th- there was a there was a um uh white nationalist uh rally in uh oh, virginia yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was very close to my area so a lot of crazy. which is like last week yeah, uh, a couple, four or five days ago. Which is like, we're recording this in mid-August, so like it was early August, yeah. roughly. Yeah, and um, one person died, uh, got ran over by a car. That car plowed into yeah. a, a bunch of people. Um, and I, I've been in that area. I know exactly where that, where that is oh, in really? Virginia. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just like... What was that like, w- witnessing that from afar? And how did that make you feel? And Uh... I've witnessed a lot because I've been here for the past four years um, here in Melbourne, uh, but I don't really witness it. That's the thing. So a lot of people ask me, how has it been since Trump's been in office? I can't really speak on it because I'm not really there witnessing it. I have never felt racism a day in my life personally. Um, but then again, I'm I'm not like I'm not, I'm not stupid enough to not like sort of adapt to the way I'm going to speak to whoever I'm speaking to. Well, say that again. So you you do adapt to. I do adapt. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And some like people sometimes might see it as what you might call fake. I see it as being dynamic, and mm-hmm. it's never stopped me from feeling. Well, if it's authentic, it's dynamic. Exactly. It's fake if it's not sincere. Exactly. Yeah. No, we're not into. Yeah, we're not into kissing feet. We just we just scratch backs. <laughs> I try to say cool things, but it didn't come out cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> nah, cool, man. It's cool. Bars. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, you don't. So you, when you see it happening, and you you have friends back there, or like what? Um, and yeah, and that's the thing. I also haven't seen too much affecting my friends, um, except for the Islamophobia, just because there's like one, those one. It was a, it was a raping and a killing. It was a horrible. Mm-hmm. And she rest in peace. Um, and she was coming back from Friday prayer, so it's like whoever it was must have been like waiting outside of a mosque or something. And there's a lot of this sense. This 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 is happening all over the world. It's it's stupid. Violence itself is stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, it, people need to sort of just deal with their problems however they see fit without having to actually affect people's lives. People mm-hmm. have parents, and then it affects them. Then it affects kids, and then people just hate each other. What, what's your feeling about why violence is in existence? Mm, daddy issues. <laughs> you looked at me with such conviction. Sorry. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, really. Is it, I think it all starts in the family. Yeah. 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 Lack of love or anger or like, I'm just trying to think when I feel, I, I generally, when I start feeling angry, I more likely go to sadness than I do to anger. You know what I mean? Like it, mm. I feel like it all stems from pain. Okay. And not feeling like you're loved. Mm. <laughs> Probably because I, I go, I go to the angry then, then or the, I go to the angry before the sad. Do you? Or sometimes the sad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not happy than angry, but I'm not, I'm not really angry. Just like what, what, like the the music or like my thoughts sometimes. But I never come off as angry to people. I, yeah. That's what I mean about the whole like switching it up. Like if I had a bad day, I, I'm not like type of guy's gonna put on his forehead or put on my story. You know, like. A, life's going on I'm smiling I'm, I give that vibe even mm. if I'm not feeling it myself mm. yeah why do you do that uh I feel like it just works for me really well my whole life and I just do it like I see someone like just this the smile and the head nod that thing th- that thing is p- the pinnacle of being a nice person uh, on a day to day basis uh, day to day basis um, so just saying, just giving just a bitch. smile and a nod, you know. Yeah, just yeah. hey, human being, mm, nice. How's it going? Mm, slight, you know, squint of the eyes, little. Mm, mm. He loves it. He eats it up. You know, he looks back at you. Oh, mm, I like that. You don't want to give it too early or too late. You don't want to look away too early. You know, because you look like a dick. You look like you're like, oh, I don't. You know, I do like you, but I don't want them to know I like you. Is that so, sort of so thing. So what's the time? And then, like, if I'm a few meters off here, all right, and I walk up, walking up. Yeah. He's keeping moving. Don't you love me? This oh, I love it. I love it. How close was I? How many meters from you was I when when I got it? I started looking at you at about like four steps away. At three steps, eye contact. Your smile. eyes are rolling back like yeah, you're man. I'm seeing it. Oh, one step, I tried to grab your butt, but I missed. <laughs> that's so funny i love that man but you do it in a way that like because i feel like a lot of people in this country do these ones like them yeah Yeah, which is just a flat line it's just a flat line yeah yeah i think there's a meme going around how white people smile or something oh yeah i love these small things that happen in social structures that people don't really think about but like no absolutely so it's kind of like a flat line mouth kind of a polite smile to describe Mm, on the podcast mm, yeah mm, that's good which which yours is more like which one's yours i show a bit of teeth show a bit of teeth yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) it's so much fresher like it's fun and alive like honestly i can't I, i can't help but smile when i see old people yeah old yeah. people and babies so synonymous like oh, i feel man. like the, the, i still haven't seen the curious case of benjamin button no, no, side. no i gotta watch that movie mm. apparently he starts off as a baby and then grows up to be an old man or mm. no 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 Vice well, wait we all yeah, yeah, we all, all do, do, do. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I know. It's a crazy story. Like crazy story. every other story in Hollywood <laughs> is that. Um, yeah, sorry if the red spike goes that high. Am I too close? Peeking, man. You're peeking. I'm peeking. I'm sorry. But that's guys. right. Yeah, yeah. We'll, um, just come back from the microphone it. when you do the big loud ones. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's funny. I love that you do that. So you do that. I, I think that's a great practice in just being present in life, is experiencing other people and looking around and enjoying mm. your life that way. You know, I feel like. I mean, I, I definitely get distracted more than I'd like to say on my phone when I'm walking down the street. But the enjoyment of Sam, I just remembered I got to charge mine. <laughs> you got to charge that guy. Um, but the enjoyment of just looking around and smelling the air, and, you know, doing all the natural things that. Oh, I live in Footscray. I don't try to smell the air. I try to keep away from it as much as possible. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Now, Footscray is a cool area, Melbourne. Yeah, it is a nice area. Yeah. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, clean it up that's great clean it up (laughs) (laughs) so funny so where so where do you want to go like you you're saying you what what have you always loved throughout your life regard not necessarily music but like what is it about music that you enjoy Mm, besides the fact that i've been listening to it like basically my whole life if not intentionally or unintentionally um but then as of like middle school high school like when LimeWire was peaking in middle school, I remember. I, yeah, I had some friend to uh, after Napster. <laughs> yeah, after, after Napster. Napster. Yeah. And then it was uh, after LimeWire was FrostWire. That know, was Doo Doo or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we used to like make CDs for people. We used to like burn CDs, and my friend was like our little like like our pimp, the guy we reported to. Like, How many you guys sold? <laughs> yeah, Six million. Right. We're selling like tracks that like like that are already in the album form. We're not even like making mixes. <laughs> We're just like making yeah. copies. <laughs> We're just like yeah, bro, it's good, you know. And just calling it like mix, cool mix number one. Even yeah, this, yeah. Isn't this just get Richard Die trying? <laughs> yeah, I don't think the album was out then. Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so listening to music and downloading it and all that good stuff was always something i was doing as of skateboarding. It was definitely something i was doing. Like if I had the wrong iPod. Cause I only had always had really small storage having iPods, so I had like a rock one and I had a rap one. So um, and my my rock phases, I can literally explain how I got into rock music. I went, uh, so before I went to Nigeria on my when I was twelve years old, it was like two thousand one or something. I had a PSP, I had a PSP. Oh, I love that PSP. Loved yeah. that PSP. But all I had was a demo disc. And in that demo disc, there were like three music videos, or I think like five music videos, and like like one game or something. Um, and two of those music videos were by Three Days Grace. One of them was Home, and one of them was Alone, I think. Mm. And I I, just, I I had nothing else to listen to. I was so bored sometimes. So I was like, oh, that's all I have to watch. Watch it, and I was just like, so I just got the aggression in the video. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, yeah, screaming. Yeah. It's yeah. guitars. Oh, <laughs> what's this? You know, it's just really curious about it. And then, um, then when I bumped into other people that are also into rock, I started getting into like getting into deep stuff, like heavy metal. I like. I am not. Um, I, I I do not slow down with my taste in music. I yeah. definitely. Um, I'm into everything. I listen to like. <laughs> I, I listen to rap, hip hop, R and B. I listen to country i listened uh okay. two, listen two country songs two country songs yeah. that i really enjoyed i was on the way to a snowboarding trip and they played one and it was about a guy who's getting big he's getting mcdonald's with his son it was the coolest song i ever heard <laughs> and i couldn't even try to imitate it yeah, and, and, yeah but yeah so uh, have you got any stuff that you that you do that you so what's your style of music mm, like, 
Uh, Rocky Rappi? Um, there's a bit of that going on nowadays. Um, but I'd say that, yeah, but I'd say it's definitely one or the other or, but sometimes both. Yeah. I do have some ideas to do both, but my mm-hmm. thing is I'm not, I'm not too instrumentally challenged besides the le, le, uh, garage band, mm-hmm. you know? So um, besides that, um, just pretty much just, just freestyling with friends whenever we're around. But, um, I was just like, why not? I used to do poetry very seriously. And, um, Everywhere I recited this one poem, I always had a, like it's always a good response. Like I either win a tournament or something, so I was like, "All right, I need to like write things." And when it came to, I also had a short film that I had to write for a. Um, I needed one more elective to complete my bachelor's, so I did it online at Open Universities Australia. Shout out Open Universities Australia! They literally saved my life. I would have like because I had to I had to complete my course by August thirtieth. Or I would have been like, I would have wasted my whole stay in Australia, basically. So, um, yeah, luckily I, that didn't happen. And I, I had to write a script for my final assignment. So, like, this script is keeping me between a degree. Yeah, wow. And so I put my life into it. It was pretty cool. It, what did I call it? Uh, the Common Ground. And it's about four white, uh, four white rednecks that are going to a KKK revival meeting. And they don't know that there's a black family reunion taking place there at the moment. So they spent all this time trying to send out flyers, getting all these people. It's 1985, Alabama. Yeah, it's been a while since I wrote this. Uh, but yeah, it was just—it was just really fun. Like you're making people, and you're getting—you know—like you're making it. Creating this straight up, my world. I'm a doodle. Yeah, you know. So um, that that was fun. So writing has always been fun for me. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what you love. That's where you feel like your heart is with any of this stuff. Is just the writing, is the creating of a story. I have to be, yeah, because it's like. Like, I'm always thinking about something. Sometimes I'll just be, like, just... looks like I'm just staring at my shoe, but I'm thinking about a scene that could be in, like, like the fourth episode of, like, a 16-episode season. And it's a random minute of it between, like, 26 and, like, 28 minutes or something out of an 80-minute episode or whatever. It's just so random. I'm trying to explain how random it is. Just, like, walking to the kitchen. Hey, honey, how's it going? And I'm just, like, I'm seeing it. I'm just, like, oh, yeah, and then he'd do this and that and that and that. Oh, the tram's here. You know, so it's like I feel like I go crazy if I don't sort of do something to really express myself. And yeah. I write short stories on like, I, yeah, I just write a lot of stuff. That's wicked, man. Yeah. And that's where you—that's your happy place, then, is it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I feel like if you don't get that stuff out your head, no one's ever gonna know it existed. Mm-hmm. And you just be that loony who's always talking about, oh, this cool stuff's in my head, man. I can't wait to get it out, and you never mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, and it's even just the it's something natural about removing it from your head as well because if it stays in there you probably will go mad you go mad man it's crazy bro it's um you you go crazy so that's also why i'm i'm really hoping to get into the music thing because i don't want to go crazy Mm-hmm. <laughs> and do you feel like you're going to go back to America anytime soon, or you feel like you're going to uh, stay well, here after well, the? Well, the way it is for us international students, basically, if your course is, um, well, I hear different things. I hear that if, if I've been here for like five years, I can, I can get a PR. But then I also hear that the PR has like certain jobs that they're looking for, and international business. I don't think that's amongst that list. If mm. if it is, someone let me know. Instagram. Don't forget to tip. <laughs> DM me. <laughs> I really want to stay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Get sponsored. Well, you're doing your master's, aren't you? Yeah, I'm doing my master's now. Yeah, in yeah. international business. International business, yeah. Man, fuck, you'll get hired in a second, wouldn't you? If you, if you wanted to do mm. your, your uni work. That's the thing, though. 
You don't. That's why it's like, this is the time I have to decide if I'm going to either like take a break on it, come back to it whenever the hell I want to, or just try to pursue this fully. Yeah, yeah. Because, oh, well, I, I could just, well, I don't know. Like, I should just try to just finish the degree. Like, it would, like yeah, I should, ideally I'd finish and then see what I want to do with life. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not like jobs are just flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think so, but the amount of people I know that graduated and are struggling to get jobs, um, I don't know. But um, international business, sometimes I wonder, like, I don't even who knows? I, don't know. I swear I treat uni like like uni is my side chick, and that side chick takes me to Australia mm-hmm. and keeps me there and mm-hmm. happy. So that's why I'm yeah, still with her. Yeah, it does brilliant things for your brain. You're learning new things. You have an amazing skill set now. Yeah, and all that stuff too. Yeah, all that <laughs> you can use your international business to sell to man, create a, create yourself as an artist. And life taught me that stuff, man. What most of my jobs were in retail, just dealing with people and just putting on the face, the kiss of the gab, you know. Oh, all that good stuff. <laughs> all that good stuff. Yeah. It's good. And I don't know, like I'm trying to tell you, like these business classes, I look at the students and hopefully I, I wish all business students the best because creativity and like the fact that you're dealing with a very complex system, the market system and having to start up and all that fees and overhead and all this mm-hmm. is all, so much stuff, man. Mm-hmm. It is. And you're just like 21, 22, 23 years old. And then you're trying to get a job and you're trying to save up so you can start that shit. And you don't know how it's going to go. And you won't know until five yeah, years time yeah, in. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, Mate, I don't reckon the whole education system is going to be around much longer. Like it's already mm, with what you can learn yourself. Yeah. And the fact that it costs so much and the fact that it's, it's knowledge is like information is everywhere now. We don't need, I mean, that's at least my little understanding of it all. No, I absolutely believe that, man. It's, it's so annoying because it's just a. I mean, it's an institution, and it it should. I hope that it always exists. Like a, a medium. I think the big ones will, like the Harvards and all the big prestigious ones. But mm. I think a lot of the little ones are going to die um, mm. because it's it's just not sustainable, and it doesn't make like you say. Everyone comes out and don't even really get a job that easy. Yeah. experience is like I, I've got way further with experience down on the like in the ground and crafting things than I have learning about how to craft things <laughs> I learn how to craft things by crafting them exactly <laughs> yeah, it's just like that's yeah. it oh, yeah. that is a problem but um yeah so, I know, so what about the ring you didn't tell me about the oh, ring oh that's right yeah and the ring um, and the ring was given to me by the friend who was driving the motorcycle oh right yeah. <laughs> that's um the friend as an apology st- Ah, uh, no, nah, nah. he didn't owe me an apology. He was just like, why did you let go? I was like, bro, I tried to tell you to slow down so I could. And he's just like, oh, sorry, bro. You should let go earlier. I was like, no. <laughs> you did this. You were the one that's wrong. <laughs> you did this to me. <laughs> but it's cool. It, it, it looked like a penis for a while, but now yeah. it looks like, I don't know, it looks like a plane from a side view. <laughs> I don't know, like a side view of a plane. Did you recraft it so that it didn't look like nah, a dick anymore? It's probably like try to... Is that a thing? Could I get it like grafted into something else? You probably could, yeah. Probably could because like it would fleshy. just involve cutting yourself. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I could do it myself. <laughs> just get up in there and just. <laughs> Hi, what you doing? You just <laughs> blood all dripping down your face. Can you knock before you enter, Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> just redesigning your face. Yeah, just redesigning my face, mate. That's so funny. So, so you who? What siblings are you closest to out of your family? You Ooh, got- yeah. So, so I am the only one from my mom. Um, there are nine from my dad's first wife. Mm. There are three from my dad's third wife, and there are three from my dad's fourth wife. And I know it's for people listening. Again, it's it's strange, but I promise you, like they all love each other. I know the whole jealousy thing's a bitch, and no matter what, it'll always exist. But 
Mm. I, they they, nah, they, they call and they say, hey, how's our husband? And I hear it in the background and I'm like, yeah, it's a bit weird myself. That's me. I'm born in the States. I'm still, <laughs> I'm just like, this is not common, but mm. it's my life. And mm. I, lo- I love the fact that my brothers are who they are. And ultimately, mm. if it weren't for the concept of polygamy, I wouldn't be alive, nor mm. would I. True, man. True. True. Right? Well, nothing's weird, You're man. saying I- you want me dead? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, if you think about infinite creativity and infinite potential, there can't be a thing in, in that we experience in our lifetime that we could deem to be weird. Absolutely. Like, weird's only just relative to, um, what's that word there? Everyone your construction is, of yeah, it. Yeah, construction of it, or understanding, or limited what you're ignoring, really. Mm. So, I mean, I... You, you'll be hard pressed to make me think anything's weird, <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, that's weird lovely. Is good. Yeah, yeah. Plus that, true. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, you, is there any particular brothers or sisters that you're closer to? That you're- uh, sorry. Yeah, I'd say it is. Uh, I've had a chance to meet a couple of them. They're all pretty cool. The mm. oldest is 53. Mm. Um, I'd say it's the youngest ones though. I'm the fourth youngest. Um, I have a lovely young sister, uh, younger sister who's seven, twelve. Then my younger brother who's sixteen, and one who's about like. Uh, he's like probably 19 now. Mm. Oh, he's like 19. That's crazy. Yeah, great. Yeah, but um, I've only seen them on my visits to Nigeria. But now it's Snapchat. I see their faces all the time. Yeah, so it's great. like I'm just getting tired of it. <laughs> but um, you know, it's it's good. Are it, you going back in the near future? Based on Nigeria? For uh, yeah, definitely. Um, we always have these short trips. Um, I definitely would like to have one. And my dad like always hoped that I'd come back and be there for quite a while. And like, hopefully. Cause I've never like I've, I've never been to school there. I just visit over the summer, so um, yeah, it would be nice to sort of do something there. Like I mean, Nigeria is a nice place. I have fun while I'm there. Mm. Results may vary, mm. <laughs> mm. Um, but yeah, Africa is beautiful in places. It is, yeah, it, it is it's beautiful in many places. The poverty is there, though. I mean, like I will not like let someone like that is the the biggest thing that'll make someone go like whoa, whoa, whoa. Cause, and that's a horrible thing and like I, that's why I don't know people always say stuff like this but I feel like if I were to try to if I were to do good with the music thing and money were like if I had a lot of money I would really try to hope that I could do a lot of good w- within that community mm-hmm. not just within Nigeria but everywhere man mm-hmm. just knowing that you could have at least helped somebody with it like there's a lot of people doing stuff like that like with um what's the guy who went to Somalia and he got all that water and food uh, um, he's French. Oh man, what's his name? He started a whole but was movement. It, but what's the story? Um, yeah, he he basically got people to donate and with I think it was like millions of dollars, like millions of dollars that came up within like forty eight hours or something like that. And um, there was a drought in Somalia, and people were given food. People survived because people could let go of that dollar that they love so much. You wow. just, just let it go, and people can live. That's a crazy thought. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. Man. And that stuff feels. That's the stuff that makes your heart feel good. Mm. The stuff that you want to do usually, usually sort of numbs it. But mm. the things like that, that you're sort of like, oh, I gotta do this. I'd mm. feel bad if I didn't. That's the stuff that like really makes you feel good. Mm. That's how you feel before you gotta apologize to a mate that you wronged. But then when he forgives you and you feel that warmth in your heart, that's that feeling I'm talking about. It's yeah. the best. That's it is a good feeling. It's the coming together, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, man, I feel like that. That's a nice place to wrap. Like. Yeah, is I don't it? even know how long we've been going. This is fun. My breath probably stinks. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? It never stink? works that way. You know, what I do. I lick the back of my hand. Yeah, and I smell it. My breath stinks. <laughs> 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 oh, I had water here this whole time. Well, man, 
thank you. Thank you for coming on, being open to it, being willing and chatting. And yeah, anyone that wants to follow, uh, drop your Instagram one more time. Hey, so that's don't forget to tip D O N T number four G E T number two tip. For big smiles and loads of fun. <laughs> big smiles and loads of fun and lots of selfies. But if you really want to see me, see me on Snapchat. I'll, yeah, I have to drop the Snapchat as well. That's yeah. actually what I'm usually on. It's yeah. Prince Abubu 92. That's P R I N C E Abubu A B U B U 92. <laughs> Thank you. Signing out. Can we end it there? No, we got to keep talking. No, that's where we end up. Oh, oh, sweet. Yeah. You won't hear none of this because it'll be edited out. I ended that excellently just there. Yeah.